0: Hey there, Donna Ashton here for some Real Talk. Honestly, I don't like working that much, but I do like to make a lot of money. And I'm here to help you work less and make more so you can have your dream business. To be the boss on your terms, work when you want, from where you want, and maybe take Fridays off. This show is for coaches, consultants, and experts who want to leverage their time, make a bigger impact, and earn more money without working harder. Here's what you'll get on my show. Successful entrepreneurs revealing their best tips for a laptop lifestyle, my strategy and tools for creating courses, and the latest marketing trends to get your course sold. Basically stories of real people living their dream business who also have the freedom to enjoy it. Hey there, and welcome to today's podcast where we have an amazing woman, my friend and colleague from a long time, and now Jeannie Spiro, and she is a powerhouse business strategist that will bring you new clients quickly using her gift of speaking and events. So it is my pleasure to introduce Jeannie Spiro, business strategist, speaker, and founder of JeannieSpyro.com. Welcome. Welcome to me and great to be together. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I'm so around. excited. It's so fun to do this. Thank you. I can't wait. I'm so glad you're like my first interview because it's just, um, I've, known, I've known Jeannie for, what do we figure out, like eight years or something? Think, Maybe. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Something like that. We've known each other, gone way back to the very beginnings of our business. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been through a lot together, I've seen our kids growing up together and, and all of that. So it's nice when you've got someone who you can share that journey with and um, still help coach each other, talk each other down off the ledges <laughs> and all the things, right? Yeah, well, and the beauty of it is that we've had different businesses, but we we
1: can coach each other, or support each other through, you know, as we've had different types of business models and doing different things, but we get it because we're going through the same stages at some of the same times. I love it. It's been yeah, so great. I
0: mean, I started off as a homeschool coach. You start off as a health coach. Yeah, exactly. And, and here we are so many years later and who knows where we'll be. <laughs> Well, I, I, I hope it's okay. I
1: jump right in and say this, but when I first met you, and I remember you were standing in the front of the room, and you were a testimonial. I think at that point, you were like a case study. And I was like, "How is this possible? You've made this money, and you're making like you're making money out of courses. What is this?" And it was just like it was blowing my mind because I wasn't in that world at all. And I always thought like this whole online marketing world was this like subculture. <laughs> it like, was like what this you can do that kind of thing and then to know somebody who was doing it and was not working to the same degree that i was working i was like there's something cool that you're doing that i have to pay attention to so yeah that's when i first met you that's you were pretty time challenged at the time and yeah
0: well homeschooling your kids and you know trying to deal with twins and then running a business. So, but I didn't, I didn't, I never worked that hard No, from the beginning. I guess I'm just, I don't like to work that hard.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I I think when I say time challenge, it was more like you had other things that were, that you were like my priority or all these other things. And I'm not going to spend nearly the amount of time that everybody else seems to be working on their business. And I was like, that is so smart. I,
0: I just took, I took the shortcut route. You did. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's jump, let's jump in. And um, I know you're going to kind of give us a behind the scenes of, of your business and how you help, you know, bring leverage. So let's, let's jump in with like, what really drives you in your business the so sort of your big why, like what, what really drives you?
1: Well, there's always the personal side, you know, that there's something about, growing a business that you feel a huge sense of accomplishment. And, you know, I started my business when I was 44 years old. And so it, i would had a long career. I was really successful at something, something I wasn't really happy about. But what drove me was this feeling of wanting to do something at this stage of life that had more purpose and meaning. And that's one of the reasons why I do what I do is to help other women coaches and client based business owners who really are approaching that midlife stage and saying, this isn't really, I didn't wanna do all of this, or I've done okay at this, or but it wasn't really my genius. And now I really am passionate about this work that I'm doing as a coach or a client-based business owner, and I want to make great money. So part of that is like this drive inside for me of that's where I was, that's where I still am, is continuing to be in this midlife stage, of being a good example to my family, doing something I love, and doing something that earns an incredible living without the barriers of having to work for someone else. So it's all those whys sort of wrapped together, I would say, in one.
0: Yeah, I think as we move into midlife, I know for me, I started my business when I was 40, so kind of the same thing, but money, I mean, for me, money is a driver, right? And I'm sure we're we're all motivated with money, but it's become not the main thing for me over the years. It's, it's about the freedom. I want to have time, like that money, you can make more money, but it's hard to make more time, right? Totally. Yeah. Because you start to
1: realize
0: if this is how you're going to spend
1: your time, when you're not enjoying it, it's what's the point of continuing to do something that you're not happy with. And so yes, money is important, but how you spend your time to make money is is incredibly important. And do you enjoy what you're doing while you're working? If the answer to you is like, I'm not enjoying this anymore and this isn't fun anymore, even in your own business, then you know that there's a sign you need to make a change. Personally, I knew what was happening many years before I decided to actually start my business. So I'd been working up to it for a while (laughs) mentally. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I mean, you had a pretty good story, you know, of why you decided to jump in. Do you want to tell the story of your kind
1: of... Oh, yeah. Well, what sort of precipitated the whole thing was, you know, I was always like a pretty successful in business and I've grown a sales team and I worked in sales and marketing and I was in the financial field. So I was always a strategist and an analyst and I was in these high powered positions. But with that came this whole um, way of working. I was working in a male dominated industry and I was working in tandem with men mainly who were working really, really hard all the time and And as a woman who had children and other things in my life too, we had a family we were raising and I was commuting and I was traveling around the country all the time. And I was living in this very high stress environment and I was keeping up, but I wasn't necessarily happy in that. And what ended up happening was one of my bosses uh, passed away suddenly at work. He had a massive heart attack. We were there. There was nothing. At work. At work. Yeah. At work at work, there was nothing we could do to, to save him, even though there were efforts that, you know, a couple of people did make to, but it was just this whole, oh my gosh, this amazing man who I really admired and was my mentor. And I was working toe to toe with died suddenly. And everything changed from there. Like I was mourning his loss. I was trying to figure out why I, Did I need to keep working this hard? So it was all these things that happened, followed by a lawsuit, which was unfounded. The whole thing just spun me out of control and to the point where I wasn't even sure like I was capable anymore, I was happy anymore, did I wanna be in this industry anymore. But I was fortunate enough to have a boss who I ended up going to work for later who supported me and said, listen, while you're figuring out all of these things that you're going through, because this has been traumatic, everything that's happened in this period of time, I'm going to, I'm going to, I need you to help me run my business. And so I started running his business, growing his business, growing a whole division for him. And I got my footing back. And that's what led me to, Hey, if I can do this for somebody else, I can do this for myself. And he knew full disclosure the whole time that I was working towards growing something as well.
0: So I was lucky. Yeah. Well, that's a, you know, that's a, that's a hard thing to deal, but it's like a wake up call of, Hey, (laughs) you know, I think sometimes we all have that kind of, wait a minute, what am I doing with my life? And I know you work with women who are in their in that, or maybe they have a business they don't, love and they're want to change or they're going to jump out of corporate and and start working into something and finally doing that thing they've been putting off their whole lives or or whatever so sometimes it takes a catalyst like that
1: oh yeah
0: you know to move us in the forward and say hey we got to do something right
1: well most of the women that come to me are are, you know, I've, they've had that kind of thing, like an epiphany of saying, I'm not really sure that I want to be doing this anymore. They might have not had something as traumatic happen that sort of precipitated all of it, but they're either thinking about leaving their job and they've started the business on the side already, or they've left a job and they still can't completely ramp it up entirely. And it's because we were so good at that for so long. We're not necessarily knowledgeable of, how to run a business and grow and monetize a business. So it's a learning curve.
0: Right. Well, and your gift of, of helping people get clients through speaking, I know came another story where you were doing speaking and um, you want to tip it off. You want to just do, tell that story. I thought it was so interesting when I heard you. I didn't know that story until I went to one of your first events about how you were the, at the museum or whatever. Yeah. So you know that
1: I, I grew up. Uh, very, very shy. And I had a lisp. And so I went to speech therapy until I was, I think, in third grade. And so of course, I was, I was nervous to speak on. I didn't want to speak on stage. I didn't want any attention drawn to me. But I liked singing. But I just didn't want to be in the spotlight. And then fast forward into college, I loved broadcasting. And I thought I was going to go into that. And I ended up taking classes in it. People always said, oh, you've got the kind of voice that can be on radio. And, I, and I, I always interpreted that as, okay, so I don't have the face for TV. I have the voice for radio. And so, you know, like in your mind, these are the things you think. And so that's what your your professors are sort of insinuating. So I thought, well, maybe I'll go into broadcasting or go into, TV, into radio. But I wasn't really completely sold on that. However, as I was going through speech communication classes just to try to get through school at this point, one of my professors said, the best way you can get over your fear of being out in front of people and speaking and to get more experience is I'd like you to take a job where you're doing public speaking. So I took a job here in Rhode Island. We have the breakers and the marble house and all these beautiful mansions. And I took a job as a tour guide. And I ended up I was 21 at the time, I'll never forget this. I learned how to knit, which was fabulous, in between tours, that was a great thing. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, why not? But I was doing seven tours a day, 50 minute tours with 50 people on a tour. And I did that for, I can't even remember how many months I was doing that. And then I kept the job and I kept doing it and doing it so I could get better and more comfortable. And I never have been afraid to ever get on stage again. And I love speaking. So when I knew I needed to grow my business, I was like, I'm not as strong of a writer, but I can get up on any stage and speak. So
0: it's amazing how something, you know, that the way we little things in our lives that you think will never, why, you know, what am I ever going to do with that scale or whatever? But I mean, it really helped you get over your fears and, and um, I mean, speaking on stage or speaking out, you know, that's like a, a huge fear for, for I'm sure many people because you already, I'm sure you're, you're working with women, you know, helping them to speak and get, you know, speaking engagements and events and things. So um, oh, yeah. I'm sure you come up across uh, the fear of speaking. So I guess you just did it so much. That's a lot of tours and a lot of people to take. Through, but it and, and, I would, and I just kept doing it in my
1: career, so I was constantly speaking, and I was that person who would tell you about your benefit increase when you were working for an employer, right? So you'd get these uh, uh, open enrollment meetings together, and I'd be the one that had to stand the stage and deliver the bad news to hundreds of people at a time. So it wasn't just I was having fun, I was also doing it from the other side of I'm yeah. delivering bad news sometimes. So you know, you're just used to it. You can handle heckling when you've been in both situations, too.
0: Yeah. Well, it served you well as now that's become really a, a, one of the cornerstones of your business, you know, helping people speak to get clients, create events to get clients. And um, now in the virtual world, <laughs> turning a little bit more virtual as we've gone. But um, so I want to ask do you have a course? And if so, how does that support you or how did that support you? Yes.
1: So I, I've had several iterations of this course. And when I first started out, I couldn't figure out if I was a speaking coach or a business coach or a marketing coach or what I was. And, uh, but the one thing that I knew was I was using this tool, this method within my business to be able to grow my business. I was using speaking as the tool. So when I first started, uh, going from like leveraging, from working only with people one-on-one to being able to come up with a way to work with more people, that first course was just essentially all about learning how to create a talk that would attract more clients. And over time, that's morphed into something else, which is a combination of being able to blend the speaking and attracting clients and monetizing your business one of the best decisions I think I've ever made was to, to do that and have that within my business. Okay. Oh, yes, I do.
0: Okay. So, um, and has it been like, what is the, what is the course done? Has it helped you? Oh, it it yeah. helps you bring in new people, helped you. I know you used it for filling your events. Like what, what some people use courses in different ways Yeah. Like they just give it to their private clients or whatever. I'm just wondering like how it is like, which way have you used a course in your business?
1: I've used it a couple of different ways. So, uh, so in the beginning I was using it to leverage my time and it was to fill an event. And the first time I launched that, uh, that small uh, program that I had, it ended up helping me fill a uh, a workshop, a one day workshop from which I made $40,000. And I thought, oh, there's something to this. Like it wasn't just that I got people to the event. It was that I had this way of working with people first before I moved them into another opportunity to go deeper and then go deeper from there. Mm -hmm. And so, so then I started using it all the time. I started thinking, all right, this is the way for me to be able to continue to fill my Annual live events because I went from a one-day workshop to a two and then a three-day event every year, and so every year I would use that, and it was a—it's always been a part of my business, but it hasn't been the only money maker in my business. But it's definitely supported being able to bring more people into my community into my live events.
0: Right. Well, I know you have masterminds. I mean, are they? you know, are they modules with course? I mean, I feel like these Mm -hmm. are like almost like courses with a coaching program kind of fit together. um, I'll
1: tell you, if I hadn't had the course idea, you know, what you teach of getting clear on the idea and knowing what that is, if I hadn't had that and figured out what I was going to do in one course and then how I was going to extend that into another year long program so that they could go deeper learning. I wouldn't have got, I don't think I would have delivered as great of a program the first few times I was doing it. And basically, yes, I do. I have content within my programs, even my one year masterminds that um, my clients work through in order for them to develop themselves in the stage of business that they're in.
0: Cool. All right, great. Yeah, that, it, just, it gives you more time, so you don't have to. It's just an easy way for people to gather the information and go through and, you know, go and take and digest and learn, right, in that course um, format where they can just log in and there it all is. And you know what I love, Donna? I think the flexibility of you don't, and
1: you know this, obviously, this is something you're teaching, is you don't have to say you have to do this in this order, step by step by step when you deliver it in a longer term program, it's still the content, but then you don't have to deliver it live or you can say, refer back to this because you're at this, you need this knowledge now. But the nice thing is it's so leveraged because you don't have to keep teaching the same thing again and again and again, like you do with one person one-on-one, hence the leverage, hence being able to work with more people.
0: Yeah. I think you, you suddenly realize as you're going along that, you are have a process and you teach your process over and over again. So when did you decide it was time to leverage that like from one to one into something else?
1: Yeah. Uh, the one to many model, I think is really, uh, this is something I teach in my programs. And so one of the things that I realized was a lot of people do this backward, um, that, they automatically jump to leverage before they've actually worked and solidified their process. And I know that, you know, that was me. (laughs) (laughs) So so I was not that person because I was, and you know, it's taken me a long time to not work with people completely one-on-one. That's been, it's been a work in progress. So I would say The thing that happened to me, the realization was that I can move to one to many was that time when I thought, hey, if I can deliver this as a course, the same content as a course, I can stop working one to one with people and I can work with a couple people at a time to leverage this and teach this. And then it was like, okay, so how can I start to do this in my business? So after that, I had that first event that I was telling you about, That's when I created more of a program that incorporated some one-on-one, some course content, and some masterminding, and deeper learning, and so forth. Um, It was more of a, like a hybrid type of a program, and that was years and years ago, so.
0: Well, was it, were you booked out, like what made you say, Mm -hmm. I have to do something else? It it was a combination.
1: It was me saying, I think this is kind of silly with me working one-on-one teaching the same thing over and over again. And I did have an extremely full practice at that point. point. And also at the same time, I thought uh, i love being in community. And I think it's so enjoyable versus working only with one person at a time. So it was all that.
0: Tell me about an epic fail in your business. And the lesson you learned it could be anything oh boy. all right, a lot of fails in our business if you've been around at all, right?
1: Well, there was a time I had an event, and I was thinking that that event was going to end up selling out completely, and I followed the guidance of some people, and I overspent over budget over 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 everything and I went into the event really far in the hole (laughs) and I went to the event. I came, I should say, I came out of the event with only a couple of clients. So I followed some advice that I intuitively knew was not right for me. And I followed anyway. And what I ended up doing from there was not create these massive events. I said, I'm going to create these intimate workshop style events that are not gonna cost a small fortune to run and that are completely transformational or non-fluffy. And so that fail of like really going into it, like how am I going to recover from this to, okay, here's how I need to do it instead, became my way of teaching other people how to also fill and run and profit from events.
0: Do you see this a lot in the industry? I know I've heard this story from more than just you where where these coaches go out and it's like they're banking everything on. on They're they're also paying
1: to get seats, right? So they're trying to get people in seats. Mm -hmm. So instead of it being, let me get 50 of the most amazing potential clients and being selective about who you bring in the room, they want bodies And so oftentimes it's, you're going to see a huge event and you're going to say this person's successful. I want to be there. But what they don't know is a lot of those people came for free. A lot of those people came because a speaker might've said, I've got a ticket and come right. They're banking on the possibility that that person will buy. And there's a fraction in that room that are buyers. So it's like, It comes down to numbers and strategy on that. I would much rather, like I said, have an intimate, really great event with amazing people who are going to learn and it's workshop style versus not a lot of content, a lot of people in the room and that just doesn't feel like I want.
0: Well, I mean, obviously you helped me do my last two events. Well, especially this one we just had. For those of you who don't know, um, Jeannie helped me with, I had an event and literally a week before everything shut down in March of 2020. And, you know, and I was kind of like, oh, I want to have all these people. And, you know, and you really were like, we need to get good people. We need to get the right people. Like it was a lot, we spent a long time talking about, all those pieces. And there was, even though I'd done like a little event here and there before, this was a three day event. So there was a lot of moving parts that I know I couldn't have done without you or it wouldn't have come off very well. And, you know, even under the circumstances, you know, with the whole COVID thing hitting, I still, like it was a huge part of the income that I got this year. Not only that, from people signing up at my event, but then people signing with me months and months later, as you know, things calmed down a little bit or people felt better or they just realized they couldn't do it on their own. Like the I, I told you the other day, like I've been riding the wave from my event for like, you know, six months. It's been amazing. Yeah. But I think, you know, it, it doesn't I don't think it always works out that way. I think you just you have to know you have to have the right, you know, ingredients to put into an event like that and know what you're doing have realistic expectations, and have someone to help you because it's just there are a lot of moving parts and even though i didn't spend you know millions of dollars and that the i thought it was pretty decent on the budgeting still if i hadn't made the money back you know you're, you're still you're, you are still like putting out a lot to to do it and a lot of energy and a lot of time like i spent months you know working toward getting people to my event and i was so excited but I loved it. I will just say, and my people loved it. They're like, when can we come back? Like it just worked out. Like the room was filled with the most amazing people. Most who have become my clients, which I think is so amazing. Mm -hmm. And they're like, when can we come back? When are we going to do it again? I'm thinking, I wish we could. I'm ready. But Jeannie, you did a great job, you know, with that. And I know I was going to ask you, what your superpower? What is your superpower specialty? So we can talk about that. But I feel like you've really, with, when it comes to like speaking and, and making offers and helping people um, really do that, you know, they're, they're, you do have that as your superpower, but I, I'll let you kind of speak to that too.
1: Thank you. Well, uh, and and it was an incredible event. And it's my last event that I went to and I got to work with you at. And so like I had mixed feelings about it, too, which is it was like, oh, I I can't wait to do this live again. And I figured out a way around this. However, I will say that what's interesting is for a long time, people said, oh, is Jeannie a speaking coach or is she an event coach? Actually, what I really am is I'm a strategist. And so basically what I do is I help people make money and I use these tools of events and speaking within a business. And so one of the things that I find is my superpower is not just being able to say, oh, sure, I can help you fill seats for an event. I'm not, I'm not an event planner. that That's not what I do. And I'm not a, like a professional speaker. That's not what I do either. But what I do is I look at the back end. I look at the business model. I look at the the business that someone is trying to grow. And then I'll say, okay, so let's layer these strategies on top to start to fill your programs. And then I get to layer in everything that I knew from my speaking experience that I knew from working in a financial uh, position for many years, also from working in sales, like with not just like, me selling, right? I was selling from the stage. I was running a team. So all of these components, I got to blend together and then use within a business to say, here are the secret ingredients to be able to grow your business and, and attract clients and leverage your business and leverage your marketing. So my superpower, I think ultimately is I'm a strategist, but I get to bring in these other arms of speaking and sales mastery into it
0: here's what i see because when you were talking i'm thinking here's what you do you help people make money make money like i mean from their events and from their whether they're my dogs are barking they heard me talk i got it too excited (laughs) they're saying it too they really agree whether it's a virtual event or a live event or a speaking engagement because i know you teach like speaking from the stage and Um, you know, on other people's stages, you're helping people convert and make money. That's it. So that's really what you do because you are, and all the components that go into that, you know, there's, like I said, there's all these ingredients that make this come out. And at the end money, (laughs) you know, because that's ultimately what we're trying to, to do, you know, obviously we want to help people and and reach people. But if, like we said, we've, we've invested all this money and time and and it's a flop and you don't sign people up or you don't get the, the money back, then it's a you know that's that's not that's not a good result so you are getting results and helping people make money through exactly. these, these things so
1: i always think about like this i'm do you ever watch Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory and the and the everlasting gobstopper and they put yep. all the together right and it comes out it's this little one <laughs> thing yeah and that's I, it yeah I'm the gobstopper queen <laughs> Think of myself I'm like I'm putting all these ingredients in and then we're getting one really great result this amazing piece of candy which is technically
0: money <laughs>
1: so
0: yeah well, there you are you're the the gobstopper strategist <laughs> yeah, exactly. you could just use your gobstopper uh method <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> and if you get to dance around in chocolate that's <laughs> like you. please make sure I come to that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, how do you help others leverage then? I mean, you kind of talked through the theme of that, but what do you think you're, you're bringing? How can you bring leverage to other people's businesses?
1: So I look at it in the two stages of business. So no matter what, we're always, we always have to do things based on the stage of business that we're in. So when you're in startup phase, and I don't work with anyone in startup, but when you're in startup phase, you're in a completely different stage of getting everything set up. But then there's this really delicate stage, and I like to think about it as like when you're working towards your first first fifty thousand dollars in your business, the thing that you're trying to accomplish is you're trying to bring in more clients. You're trying to bring in it's, everything is about more, more clients, more leads, more sales conversations. All these things are happening, and so what I love to do is not only for me to look at how to leverage, I like to look at a business owner and how they can leverage their marketing. And what they're doing to bring in more sales conversations during that time so they can fill more spots in their programs. Mm. And so I really look at the lens of how do we reach more people through our marketing to be able to have that happen. And then the second stage of businesses, as you're approaching $100,000 and beyond, there's a whole other lens that you're looking through. You're looking at Not just like leveraging how you're marketing, you're leveraging how you're making money and serving clients. So I've done that for myself personally as I reached a certain stage of business. But that's how I look at it. At this stage, you're doing these activities and you're working towards leverage. And at this stage, these are the activities. But all throughout, it's marketing. You you need to make sure you're doing you're leveraging your marketing to reach more people to bring in more leads or sales or conversations.
0: Yeah, I like this conversation because um, I think there are so many people who get into the trap of like, there's so many things you can do when it comes to marketing. It's like the wild, wild west, right? I mean, you can just, you can do this and you can do this. And you do it. There's a new thing, a new platform. There's like, you could be running around doing all the things and um, that's not very leveraged. <laughs> Nor is it very effective, right? So you're mm-hmm. helping like streamline and really looking at the best methods for people for marketing and um, getting the results in the least amount of time or the effort, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah, because I think that there's, um, like you said, there's so many choices, so many things you can be doing. And then if you narrow that down and you say, oh, well, that's a relief. I don't have to focus on this right now like a lot of people will think they have to buy certain pieces of software or all these things you get this all the time right oh, yeah and you're like mm, not that's not right now that put a pause on that and you're going to do that later right
0: and so that's I remember being at one of your early events and I think you had a workbook that had you know uh, picking d- like how I remember thinking how many of these things are you doing and I was like I'm doing all of them and I remember thinking I've got them all you know and then you were like yeah but that's not what we're going for here it was kind of like pick one <laughs> I'm like oh I thought I was like I'm doing everything <laughs> well and- <laughs> I got this I got this come on come on come on I must be really doing it good here and then you were like you gotta circle the one you really want to do or like circle two I can't remember you might yeah. remember the exercise remember what i talking- and I oh, was like cool. Oh, that makes sense and what a relief too it was. Where well, I could just kind of cut a couple of these things that I was half doing or didn't really want to do or you know wasn't fully into it anyway, you know. And you was it
1: effective? It? Right? Yeah. Like I was like, okay, let's lean into what's effective. And this is a thing that's contrary to what other people teach. They teach the, "Oh, keep doing more and more and more and here's all the options that you can use and so keep spreading yourself thin." And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm like scolding a child. No, no, no. It's more like, no, you really need to narrow this down and you're going to work on the most effective ones. And I figured those things out. So let me show you what those are. And then, and then it makes things so much easier. It's like the skies part. And you can just, you're, you have a, a sunny day again, and you can put your sunglasses on and enjoy. Versus. Oh my gosh, it's raining and I can't figure out what to
0: do and I can't see. Yeah, I know because we can get so caught up in all the things and doing everything, and that really doesn't serve, you know, no matter what. Even if you are in those early stages, I know you're working with people who are a little farther along, but sometimes I think those people feel like they need to do something or they have a social media manager doing all the things. And so it's just kind of deciding on where you're going to stay in your lane and what, what works for you. And I know like speaking is a big part that you you know recommend to people go and get out and get some, get in front of people, you know, do, do all of that. So, and like oh, that's the most biggest, most effective. I remember when you told me, well, you just have to go get some clients. I'm like, yeah, but how do I get clients? And I had never tried. Like when I started my, my, my new business, I'm like, well, I just built this big list. I don't have anybody now. You know, you got to go to networking events and meet people. I'm like, what? <laughs> I got to go meet people and I got to go face to face. It took me a while to get, you know, go from, like I said, I really built my business backwards. I didn't know what I was doing. And I just jumped right into the one-to-many model. And I I don't really recommend that. But for what I was doing, I wasn't really coaching. It's more of a teaching model. And uh, I'm sure it would have served me, but I I had to go with what I had time to do. And and, and the way I did it was the way I did it. But um, I had to learn, kind of go back to the beginning, you know, with my second business and get out there and, and meet people face to face. And it, there was a whole skill of, of that that I had didn't have and, and learned to fill my events and stuff. I had to, you know, have some of that. So, but it was super effective. I mean, it worked like crazy. And, you know, just even since this event um, you know, in person, which I know we're all sorely missing, there's just no substitute for that no matter how great you're, you know, your courses and things are, I mean, being in a room with people is amazing, but you know, we got to go with the way things are flowing and we have to, we have to, we got to work with what we got right now. So, <laughs> well, and, and this is the
1: question and you and I've t- discussed this a couple of times because I couldn't, for a little while I was morning that I was morning live events. I was morning speaking. I was like, Oh, these are things I've taught. And then the more I thought about it one-on-one, what have I been doing and what I've been teaching my clients all along is is still to speak, it's still to do it virtually, still to do it in a different way. But then the other piece you helped me really unlock was I'm I'm teaching people how to do virtual events and create these really nice, intimate experiences that are feeling, even though we know all of us are done with Zoom, but there's like another piece to this that can be even better. So a client just did this the other day and had an incredible event and it was all virtual. And you'd think nobody wants to go to this thing. She had so many people there and they stayed the entire time and her results, her sales are still coming in. And this is a couple days now. And it's like, okay, so the point I'm making is we can speak online and yes, we have to pivot right now and do some things differently. And it took me a long time to figure out and thank you to you because you helped me and her, Colleague coaching, I like to call this. Great, good word. (laughs) Um, It helped tremendously to see what you can still do and be effective at and how to stand out and what's still necessary, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, things, you know, I've been, like I was just saying in my webinar, I'm celebrating 11 years this month. I started in the end of October, 2009. And so, things have changed like if if things have gone you know it's things have really changed in marketing and online and I was talking about course technology and and all the things I mean we're not standing still and it just goes faster and faster so you have to keep up with what's happening what's working but also bring in what fits you and I think that's what you and that's what I try to do really well you know be authentic keep up with what's happening, you've got to go with the flow of what's what's working in marketing and what's working now with, you know, new rules and getting people online. But I think um, it's still sticking to underneath it all are those basic foundational pieces. So that I know you are a real stickler for like just getting back to the basics, like, you know, just get your talk down, get your offer solid, like really having those pieces, no matter you're delivering it, in a room or, uh, you know, with a hundred people or on a webinar with 12 people, you know, it's, it's, uh, it it all comes through. So.
1: Yeah. Because I mean, when you know, you're talking, you know what you're talking about, you can be a guest speaker. You can be on a podcast, you can host your own virtual event. There's so many things. It's just weaving them in online too. And that's actually an advantage. Think about how great that can be
0: in the long run too. So. All right. Well, one last one here. Was there a moment, or some kind of a thing that happened in your business where you realized that this work less, make more approach was real for you, or it's working for you, or, oh my gosh, here it is in action.
1: Oh, it, okay. So it was when my daughter went to, to uh, study abroad when she was in college. And I had, it was March, and I already had clients in my mastermind program. And I didn't have to worry about the fact that I didn't bring a computer and I was going to be completely out of touch for two weeks because I could go away knowing i was still making money and still serving my clients. And I was being able to do this European incredible trip because I had my whole back end of my business completely leveraged and a team supporting me so I could do something that had that is one of the greatest memories that we'll all have as a family together. So that was when it hit me.
0: Yeah. Most people think they can't get away from the business for two days and along two weeks Mm -hmm. and going to foreign countries where, like you said, you can't just call you on the cell phone. Right. So you had to trust that you had things ready. And um, yeah, I think like you said, you can't go back Mm -mm. and you don't, you don't want to miss those moments, especially with your kids and your family and, and back to what we were talking about the why. I mean, they're the reason, right? That's your why. I mean, the money's great, but it's the money to go on the trips. It's the money to do the things. And you guys go on a lot of family trips, or you did, I know, before COVID, but you guys were going on a lot of trips. Like, there they go again, there they go again, there they go again. You're gone all the time. (laughs) Well, that's because
1: that's our, that's one of our priorities. You know, it's not like we material things are fine, but it's, it's experiences for us. And so knowing that I could go on an experience of a lifetime and also know a, I was making money. B, all of my clients were happy and served. And I had a team that was taking care of all of this. I was like, I think I might've
0: made it. <laughs> 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 <This is good>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. That's a great moment. And like you said, it's something you're going to remember forever. And it was sort of that moment where you're like, yes. Yeah. this great. is what a business is supposed to be. You know, we all go into business to be our own bosses and, you know, to have this whole, you know, I'm going to just sit on the beach and sip the margaritas while the sales roll in. But you know, the harsh reality is most of us never get to that. <laughs> you yeah, know, right. And so even though you're not doing that all the time, but you, you can go, you could just say, yeah, I'm going for two weeks and yeah, I'm going here and I'm going there. And, and even though I know you love serving and, and working with your clients, Um, it's nice to get away and I think those that time away makes us better it makes you a better coach it makes you a better business woman and and uh, because we have to have that time to recharge and um, then come back so yay excellent Jeannie thank you this has been amazing so tell um where can people connect with you and get more information Jeannie is like a powerhouse of, of all this I hope you guys see that if you're wanting to do virtual events or live events or speaking get more clients um, you, you need to hook up with Jeannie. So give us your links. And of course, we'll put everything in the show notes too.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much. Well, everyone can find me over at geniespire.com. You'll see all the links below. And I do have this one gift that I'd love to be able to give, which I know you're going to have Great. As well but I created something called the ultimate lead generation starter guide and it's all about these three ways that you can start to generate leads through speaking and some of them are not completely effective right now but some of them are virtual ones and so um, that guide you'll have in the link below as well so
0: I mean, just, people are starting to speak Where you know where we live here there we had a, a networking event this morning and I saw like half the people are starting to go back And half are still on the zoom. So we are starting to get back in some places, you know, where we are starting to have some events and we are starting to have some small um, networking and speaking. And so I think it'll It'll, you know, maybe it'll always be a hybrid, which I love because I'm all about virtual. So you've got a way to make it happen either way, whether you're doing it live or virtual. So,
1: yeah, absolutely. And I think that this guide is a combination of the two, which shows that you you should be able to have both of them in. So, yeah, we'll we'll drop
0: the link. So thank you so much. Yay, Nadini, Thank you so much for sharing this time with me and really helping talk about leverage, working less and making more. So I will talk to you soon, and I'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you. Thanks so much for dropping in and spending time with me. Does your dream of working less seem a bit closer after that episode? Mine does. And I hope you got some juicy nuggets to inspire and move you closer to your goals. And if you're wondering if you are ready to do this, hop over and take the create your course quiz for instant results on your next step in the course process, createyourcoursequiz.com. Check the show notes for all the links at donnaashton.com forward slash podcast. Before you go, if you enjoyed the conversation, make sure to subscribe to the show to get new episodes each Thursday as they come out. And if you're on the Apple podcast app, and want to leave us a quick review and some love, that will help spread the word to motivate others to work less and make more.